Hey everyone, Jim Baker here. Quick announcement, we will not be publishing next week, November 25th, because of Thanksgiving. And we hope that you have an amazing Thanksgiving and have plenty of things to be thankful for and get to spend that time with family and friends and good food and share the things that you're thankful for. We will be resuming the week after that, Wednesday, December 2nd. We'll be releasing a new episode. So we hope that you enjoy this new episode with Hunter Hughes. And if next week you're really missing an episode, go ahead and sort back through the archives and pick out one that you haven't gotten to listen to yet. Happy Thanksgiving and enjoy this episode. Inspiring stories, practical applications. Doing ministry well. Today's podcast is brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com/doingministrywell. All right, aloha everyone. Thank you for checking into another episode of Doing Ministry Well. I'm Jim Baker, your host, and today we are blessed to have uh, Hunter Hughes in the studio with us. Hunter, thanks so much for being on the show. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Jim. Yeah. Um, yeah, today's a nice, probably even 80, I'd say, here in Manoa. I think mm. it's about 80. I don't have a thermometer in front yeah, of me. Yeah, it held off the rain the last couple of days. Yeah. It's been nice. Yeah, so sun's out. It's a, it's a beautiful day. So, yeah, anyway, um, yeah, Hunter, uh, it's, yeah, it's good to... Good to have you here. I'm trying to think of some memories that I have of you. Um, when I first came to this YWAM base in 2010, you were here on staff. Mm-hmm. And I think a memory that I have is we went to Blazing Steaks together. We walked down that's right. university <laughs> and, and... Down by UH. That's right. I had Blazing Steaks with you for the first time. I went there recently and uh, some guys were mouthing off at us in the parking lot. Probably, oh, probably no. UH students. It's a little ridiculous. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Anyway. Oh, man. Anyway. Uh, yeah, Hunter, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, how long you've been in ministry and kind of what you're doing in ministry right now. Yeah. Thanks, Jim. Uh, well, I'm, uh, for you guys listening, I'm 23. Um, I'm originally from Chicago, Illinois. Uh, my, my folks have been... Uh, pastors uh, pretty much my entire life and so uh, I can't find the line of when I wasn't doing ministry and when I was because I've kind of just been doing it my entire life. Um, a lot of my focus for for ministry outreach has been through my sports, um, um, my sports abilities. I We just, my dad would coach our, our teams back in Chicago and through relationship building, we would eventually, you know, we would eventually lead people by the cross. And that was kind of our, our formula for, you know, reaching out and loving the community was through sports teams. And it was, it was a great run. Um, and I came out here after, after I was done with high school, I wanted to, I uh, was really passionate about missions, came out here to be a part of Youth with a Mission Honolulu. And, uh, um, it was one of the, the best experiences of my life, just being out here and kind of charting my own course and um, experiencing God on my own, um, regardless of the legacy that my, my parents had, you know, kind of adopted me and my uh, my brothers into. So, yeah, it was really interesting just how that kind of changed for me. And um, once I was out here for some substantial time, I gained residency and. Now I go to UH, um, just down the street from Wyoming, Honolulu, for you, you visitors who, who, who've never been here before. It's just right down the street from where me and Jim are sitting right now. And my time here at Wyoming, I was always just praying, praying uh, that the Lord would give me a heart. And 
um, would give me favor down at UH. I just felt this big um, calling and a stir to go down there and um, was able to gain in-state tuition, which if you live in Hawaii, you're thankful for any discount that you can get. Uh, <laughs> that was a big blessing. Um, went down there um, hoping to walk on to their baseball team. Um, actually didn't make that team, which I was very surprised about because I felt like I was good enough um, to play on that team. And then um, a friend actually challenged me to um, try out for football. And for you guys who, who don't know, I, I the last time I played football, I was 14. And so, you know, whenever he asked me to, you know, try out, I was like, you're, you're an idiot, but I'll try it, you know, just to kind of shut you up. And I don't know if it's, you know, the Lord's sense of humor or, you know, just crazy favor, but I ended up walking on to the University of Hawaii football team as a quarterback, and um, wow, it's just been incredible. Yeah. Uh, the last year and a half of me being down there at school, um, I can remember my times here at the uh, Y.M. Honolulu prayer room that, that he would increase my favor with, with him and with man, um, the same prayer that, that Jesus had whenever he was, you know, growing up, that he would um uh, that he would grow in favor with God and with man and uh, I can I, I I'm just sitting here in, in his faithfulness right now because he really has it's been incredible huh That's yeah awesome. mm-hmm. um, talk to me a little bit about just kind of you mentioned uh, your your dad as a pastor using uh, sports and, and coaching as a form of evangelism and, and now you're doing that um, <coughs> playing at the collegiate level for uh, football. How are you incorporating uh, God into everyday sports? Mm, that's, a, that's a good question, Jim. You know, honestly, with sports, everything comes down to being a family. Um, and whenever you build that brotherhood with people um, and you literally shed blood, sweat, and tears with people, there's a connection there. Mm. And you, you can't help but share, a, you know, about what's going on in your life too. And whenever you're a passionate lover of Jesus, that's, that's always what eventually comes out. Mm-hmm. And we did that whenever I was young and I've just, you know, continued to just be me. And that's what's, what's amazing about Holy Spirit is he always manages to, to bring the conversation and bring people into, you know, a hungered state. And all you have to do is just be you and trust that whatever you're saying is is Holy Spirit given, and I'm I'm hoping that I've done a good job so far. But yeah, that's basically been it. Just you build a tight brotherhood of friends, and you just do life together. Hmm. And yeah, that's cool. Has, can you think of a specific testimony of you really seeing God uh, move on the UH football team? Yeah, uh, there was uh, one time. Uh, yeah, there there was this one time I was I was in my locker room and. It's always interesting when you're in a, in a locker room because there's so many different demographics of people. And I connected with the guys um, in my, my position at quarterback, but had a tougher time with the wide receivers, especially some of the local um, local guys from Hawaii. Um, they're very clicky, and they, they don't... I think it has to do with how wide I am. Visit, you know, you guys listening in, I am probably the widest person you'll ever see. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, you know, there is that kind of racial tension there and I've, I've wanted to, you know, build that, that friendship with them and just, you have to be patient, you have to be patient and eventually they welcome me in and 
one, one cool testimony is one of my buddies, his name is Jason, uh, he's one of our running backs. He, uh, he pulled his hamstring, and I felt led to pray for his hamstring, and the dude got healed. Oh, come on. In the locker room. So good. Yeah, he was, uh, he was pretty, pretty shocked at that. <laughs> Because th- this guy is not a believer, doesn't walk with the Lord, and here's some random 180-pound white kid, you know, touching his hamstring. <laughs> Pretty wild, man. That's uh, awesome. But yeah, Lord can move everywhere. Yeah, amen, amen. Totally off off topic, but yeah. uh, you're talking about your looks here. Have you met your doppelganger yet on campus? <laughs> you, know, you know what's funny is uh, my family's back in Oklahoma right now, there's this one guy who comes and lifts weights at their gym that they're uh, their members at, and they take a picture of him every time that he walks in without him knowing, <laughs> because he looks just like me. That's so and, funny. Yeah. But there's a guy here on the UH campus too. I don't I don't know if he's a student, but I remember. I think um, I've seen him. Brian Swatalski and I were uh, driving, and we literally like pulled in next to him and called you, but you answered the phone, and then this guy didn't. And, but we were like That's scary. face to face with him. Dude, I think I've scary. seen him. And, and oh, he walks around our campus sometimes. And you know what's funny is both of us are thinking it. We walk by and <laughs> we just kind of look at each other. And we want to be like, dude, we look the same. <laughs> like, but how do you start a conversation like that? It's not like anything that you're going to say to anybody else. It's, oh, man. I hope what's up, man? We look alike. Right, like, right. And then where do you go? Okay, bye. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> Doppelganger of uh, Hunter Hughes, if you're listening to this podcast by some random uh, random chance, uh, email us. And, That's uh, right. <laughs> we'll, we'll get your pictures online or something. <laughs> Crazy like that. Anyway. Um, yeah, so what, what would you say has been the overall highlight of your ministry? Um, you, you've done some other stuff. Talk mm-hmm. a little bit about your, your time in YWAM. Where'd you go on outreach? Yeah, uh, YWAM was just incredible for... The, the people that I was able to meet, but also the places I've, I've been blessed to go. Uh, for my DTS outreach, I went to uh, Taiwan uh, for a little over two months, and then, uh, and then we traveled from Taiwan to Nepal, and I was in Nepal for um, just about two months as well. And those two trips were just incredible. Um, but my, my, my time with YWIM has taken me from there to to Kenya, to Sudan, to to London during the Olympic Games. That was that was pretty exciting. Oh yeah. Um, but you know, trying to think back to you know my highlight for ministry. Um, you know, I've seen I've seen a lot of people come to Jesus. I've I've seen you know a lot of these different things, but it doesn't it doesn't sit higher in my heart than just than just knowing Him. Oh. I, I honestly think that's that's still number one for me is just my understanding of him and his understanding of me and that intimate connection. I, I even if I'd never traveled anywhere and I experienced that back in Chicago, then that'd be enough. Hmm. It really would. Hmm. Yeah, that's awesome that you can say that because you've just been able to experience so much. I bet you that uh, playing games for UH is is a rush and a high. Yeah. But uh, that's awesome that you can just sit here and honestly say that knowing Jesus is is better than, than all of those things. That's that's really awesome. Um, what would you say has been the biggest struggle um, in ministry for you, and uh, how did you overcome that? Yeah, uh, I've, I'm actually, I feel like I'm still overcoming it, but uh, being the oldest of five kids and the son of a, a pastor of 
a pretty big church in you know the the surrounding Chicago area and known as the the son of the preacher or whatever mm. I really struggled with this um, this need to be perfect mm. growing up and that kind of shadowed shadowed me my entire life it felt like I was needing to um, fit fit some sort of pair of shoes that were in front of me mm-hmm. that I I wasn't prepared to step into mm. um, and of course you know my, my mom and dad never put anything on me more than I could carry but it was it was my want to be perfect that you know kind of drove that and you know that kind of followed me into all aspects of life with athletics and striving to be as good as I possibly could that that need to be perfect actually you know it really helped my athletic career because I demanded perfection of myself Mm. Um, but down the road it just it 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 hindered me from from being introspective from actually looking at my my faults and my shortcomings and my insecurities and really this last year of um, attending attending this new church in town where they did not put me into a leadership position, which for my ministry life was the first time that that's ever happened. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, just the, the courageous leadership of those guys that I'm doing life with now, they just they really wanted me to take some time off and just be with Jesus again. Mm-hmm. And it's exactly what I needed. I've been able to... I've, I've felt more free in the last six months than I have maybe in the last six years. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, learning that it's okay to make mistakes. It's even necessary in a lot of ways. Um, that's been that's been the biggest thing for me. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Can you touch a little bit more about the whole uh, pastor's kid thing? Uh, is there is there something that you think that um, pastors could be doing to alleviate some of that that pressure on their kids? Um. It's an interesting question. Now that I've seen ministry, you know, being done in so many different ways, uh, or or on the flip side of that, yeah. if, if uh, like if you you said you had four other siblings, mm-hmm. what would you say to other other pastors' kids um, mm. on how to just just walk in that unique role? How can they how can they do that well? And and what would be some words of advice you'd have for uh, children of pastors? Yeah. Uh, think if if I was to like go back and talk to me mm-hmm. i would I would say don't take everything so seriously hmm. um it's not up to you hmm. that's a big one is it's not up to you to to write people or to save people just be with Jesus like encounter the true loving heart of of our savior hmm. and allow that to compel you into whatever you do because hmm. whenever you're in ministry you feel like it's your job you have to do this your family does this it's your life hmm. and it's inescapable and everybody knows that it's your job hmm. um, find something that you love doing get lost hmm. in it and let that be just you and Jesus hmm. in that place that's cool that's cool um, yeah, what, uh, the, the core of the show is just asking people what are, uh, three practical steps to do in ministry well. Um, yeah, why don't you share with us some of those things? What would the first thing, uh, be? Um, yeah, I think, 
if you're going to do ministry well, you have to... You have to know how loving He is. You have to know how loving God is. I've seen... I've seen people who do that incredibly well. They have a great grounding of Jesus' love. And then I see people who don't. They don't know how, how much he loves them. And so they're, they're a lot more bitter. They're a lot more uptight and kind of harsh. And we don't need more religious people. We need more lovers mm-hmm. that are for people wherever they're at that are willing to lay their life down for whoever comes around the corner because they know how much God loves them and and so they can love other people. So I think, I think that understanding of his love for them is absolutely essential. Hmm. Um, number, I think number two for me, uh, and I've learned this a lot just through seeing a lot of effective ministry tools through the years Mm -hmm. and wondering, you know, why am I not a part of theirs or why, why does it seem to be going better for them? Mm-hmm. And it's just, it looks totally different for me, and that's essentially it. Our walks look totally different, and you need to be the best you in your sphere mm-hmm. of influence that you possibly can be. That's good. That's yeah. Good. Um, not, not looking around and comparing. Exactly. Yeah. Like, knowing that where you are in your place in society, whether it's a coffee shop, um, a football team, a missions base, or sweeping the floor of, you know, a theater hall or, or something like that. That's your place, and you can be an influence there. Mm, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Um, what, would, what would the third thing be? Don't put God in a box. Mm, that's good. That's good. Don't put God in a box, because... If you do, he's going to shatter your world. He's going to shatter your understanding of him, your your thought of what your life could look like. And I think it's a it's a close connection with don't put God in a box and dream as big as you possibly can. Because hmm. I think those two go hand in hand is you know, our God is only what our perception of him is. You know, he's it's always that's always changing, it's always growing. But his nature never fails. And because of his nature, we have the ability to dream big dreams. Hmm. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Uh, let's go back to your number one tip, which was just, uh, yeah, to really know the love of God hmm. and not underestimate his love. How would you say that that's, that's cultivated in a, in a day-to-day basis? Well, that's a good question. Uh, well, I think... It's it's different for people in their 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 walks with him and how long they've known known God. Um, for someone who's just just new to this faith and and walking with Jesus, it's asking um, God to make Himself known to you mm-hmm. and quieting your heart mm-hmm. to to see and experience and and explore what He has for you. I think for people who are um, a little bit more, you know, familiar with God and the way he works and things like that. It's, I think it's, you know, having the patience and discipline to make time for him. If he's real, then make time like he's real. Hmm. That's good. Yeah. I think that's something I'm still struggling with too. You know, being a college student, I don't always have time, sure, but I, sure. I need to because he's, he's so good and he's so worth it. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. 
What is what does your personal time with the Lord look like? Uh, a lot of the times it's whenever I'm driving in my car. Yeah. Uh, I'm in my car a lot, uh, just going from one thing to another. Um, but it's it's quiet. It's air conditioned, <laughs> and I, I'm moving, and so I think my uh, my ADD, you know, kicks in where I, I'm just focused on the road subconsciously, but then my mind can focus on listening to what he's saying. And mm. a lot of the times, what, where I feel his, you know, his tug or his, you know, his affection, it's not something big or you know, wonderful. It's just I'm proud of you. Mm. I see you. What you what you're doing and what you're doing right now matters, mm. and I'm thankful for you. And, you know, just little things like that. Yeah. And I I don't know how people get through a day without that. Mm. I I really don't. Yeah, because I'm 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 confident in who I am and where I'm at in my life right now because I'm driven by that understanding, that grounding right there, that I know that He sees me, that I'm worth. His love because he died on the cross for that. Mm-hmm. And I can just be me because he loves me. Mm. It's powerful. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And it almost seems uh, audacious, and, and I understand why you're saying that that's the, the number one tip is to, you know, just get lost in the love of God and, mm. and to lead from that place, to do ministry from a place of uh, God's radical love for us. Because, yeah, what you're saying right there almost seems audacious that. The God of the universe, the creator of the universe, is saying, like, specifically to you in your car while you're driving, like, I'm proud of you. Come on. That's... I I see you. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, and I do, yeah, when we get a revelation of that, man, it's just good. It's just good. And it's a huge helper when all the, you know, meaningless and kind of fickle things of life, you know, come about. You know, someone brings your drink, uh, you know, and it's not the right, you know, size or, you know, they put too much, you know, sugar in it or something like that. And it's fickle in the understanding that, are you, are you kidding me? He loves me. He, he lo- it doesn't matter. He loves me. And when, when you have that understanding, you're, you're unoffendable. Mm-hmm. You, you, you look more like him because you're constantly in you know relation with him all day long it's it's the best yeah that is good when we walk in an understanding of of god's radical love for us we uh the little things don't seem to bother us as much yeah that's good that's good awesome hunter what's uh what's been inspiring you lately has there been a a book or a resource or or a song or anything that's really just really just uh lighting you up and getting you fired up yeah um if if our listeners are wanting to you know hear hear some power and hear some 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 glory they need to listen to this guy Dan Moeller hmm. uh M O H L E R you're going to want to check him out uh he's just one of the the best teachers on identity hmm. um identity and being rooted and grounded in the love of Jesus yeah, um, yeah. he he inspires me and once you know and just by him talking about his life and how much he loves Jesus and how much he knows God loves him, it challenges me to go deeper. Mm. Uh, I don't listen to him all the time, but whenever I do, it's, it's like drinking water out of a fire hose. It's totally true. Yeah. Totally true. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I actually got to meet Dan. He uh, he spoke Dan's at a church that I, was, that I was working at in uh, 
2009, 2010. And, uh, yeah, I got to drive him around a little bit. Which oh, awesome. my. So I just got to pick his brain. But, yeah, I need to figure out a way to get uh, Dan on this show. That'd be awesome. Oh, Dan would love it, man. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. That would be cool. Awesome. Well, Hunter, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for being on the show. Um, I know you're headed back to Oklahoma for summer break, so have an awesome time. Um, Appreciate it, Jim. Heard you're gonna play some golf, so oh yeah, have fun on the golf course <laughs> with uh, with family and with Jesus. Um, would you just yeah end our time by uh, praying for our listeners? For sure. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Father, I just I thank you for life. I I thank you for your love that's around us and it's it's in us and through us at all times. Um, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you that. The same spirit that raised him from the dead is in us, and because of that, we can walk. We can walk this life, and I thank you that it's easy and it's light. Um, I, I pray for our listeners if they're going through something heavy, right now, that they would just joyfully lay that down at your feet. Um, you want to take those burdens off of their back. You you want to meet them with your your love and and fill them with your holy spirit right now so yeah holy spirit we just ask that you would you would encounter everybody who's listening right now and you would let them know personally individually how much you love them that you see them that what they do matters their work their their place in in society in in the community it matters that that you have a you have a great and wonderful purpose for their life right now god i just pray that they would see that and and that you are in fact at work all around us, God, at all times. Um, I just pray that that we would find the time during the day to just sit and be present to your love that's around us and just enjoy you at all times, God. Yeah, I just pray that we would enjoy you. Um, I, I just bless everybody uh, with the beautiful name of Jesus. And uh, we just thank you for this time. And bless Jim and Jess um, as they're beginning to transition in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, Hunter, thanks so much for being on the show. For sure, dude. If you've enjoyed this episode of Doing Ministry Well, you can help us out by rating, commenting, and subscribing on iTunes and sharing this podcast with your friends. Check out the podcast notes to find out more about today's guests and other resources mentioned on this episode. To find out more about Doing Ministry Well, check out our website, www.doingministrywell.com. And if you have any questions, comments, or a suggestion on who we should interview next, email us at doingministrywell at gmail.com. To find out more about me, your host, visit my blog at www.jimjessbaker.com. That's www.jimjessasinjessicabaker.com. All links are Amazon affiliate links and help us out when you make a purchase through them.